0: Welcome to your Spiritual BFF podcast. I'm your host, Hannah Easter Johnson. Do you ever want to ask all your woo woo, weird questions to someone but don't know who to go to? Are you spiritually curious? Well, I'm your girl, here to guide you in all things spirituality, manifestation, crystals, energy healing, and more. Welcome to your awakening. Welcome back to another episode of Your Spiritual BFF. I'm your host, Hannah. And today's podcast episode is a follow-up from a previous episode called Crystals for Beginners. This is part two of that series. And if you'd like to learn more, go take a listen to that one. It is one of my most listened to podcasts. I just knew while I was even recording the first one that a follow-up episode would be needed and i think desired by many so here we go gonna dive right in um you can find a lot of the ways that i um guide you on using crystals and cleansing them and all that and i give a few examples in that part one crystals for beginners um of have of other crystals to use and some of their specific properties and i asked on my instagram at hannah johnson coaching follow me if you haven't yet i asked on my instagram stories recently like what else would you guys want to know if i did a crystals part two and some people came through and were like hey i love the part that you talked about specific kinds like names of crystals and the ways that you use them so i'm going to give you a rundown of a few of my other favorite crystals The first is amethyst and amethyst is actually really special to me because I am an Aquarius born February 7th. So amethyst is actually my birthstone uh, the month of February. So that has always been a special stone for me and I've always been drawn to its purple hue because it was always my favorite color growing up. But on top of that, I still use amethyst to this day every single day day. I wear amethyst most days. Now I have an amethyst bracelet that I don't think I've walked out of the house without in probably th- 4 months. <laughs> So I wear it so frequently. It's also by my bedside table. Um, Amethyst is that beautiful purple color. It is commonly connected to your crown chakra at the top of your head and also your third eye between your eyebrows. And if you'd like to learn more about the chakras, I have chakras for beginners parts one through three. my gosh, I think there's three episodes, parts of that, (laughs) that series Chakras for Beginners. If you'd like to learn more, go take a listen to that. Um, And I do go into a little bit of detail when I discuss each chakra that lets you know which stones go with which, if you'd like more information. Now, although amethyst is connected to the crown and the third eye, when we think about those chakras, we think about intuition, divine guidance, and connecting to our higher selves. That's how I used amethyst. It's really an intuitive stone for me. It reminds me, connects me, it draws in the energy of connecting with my intuition every single day, following my intuition, and really like tuning into me amethyst is also a beautiful protection stone and so i'm actually going to talk about another protection stone right after amethyst but um that's a little more obvious i think like it feels super grounding whereas i don't think of amethyst grounding per se it's not like ungrounding but i don't think of it as like a super grounding protective stone and in, in the way that like obsidian is and i'm going to talk about obsidian in a moment but amethyst is really amazing protection. I feel like more like psychic intuitive protection. Protection from lower energies and lower level thinking and you're you're tuning into your doubtful self, all those th- kinds of things. That's how what I consider amethyst being in protection of and also emotional support amethyst has been my tried and true emotional support stone and so like i said i've got it by my bedside i mean amethyst is truly all over my house and i use amethyst in that way for emotional support because i really feel like it is a huge transmit transmitter stone when i think of um Transmitting energy, transmuting, there we go, transmuting stone. So, when we transmute energy, it's like we're taking energy in and we are alchemizing it to create, transmitting it into something new, transmitting it to light, transmitting it into a lesson, transmitting it into love, into acceptance, into flow. And so, when we're talking about transmuting energy, and I'm going to go into more depth on that in a different episode in regards to energy healing and auras and all that good stuff, but That is a stone that um, amethyst does that transmit transmuting to me. It it transmute emotions that I have, especially because I am an empath. So shout out to all my empaths and intuitives and highly sensitive people out there. this is a very supportive stone for you. So I highly recommend you wear amethyst, have amethyst in your purse. That's the other thing I don't think I mentioned on the other episode. You don't always have to be wearing these stones to use them as protection, especially for my empaths. Like if you're constantly taking other people's energy in and just being aware even. You're not even taking them in, but you're so hyper aware and sensitive to other people's emotions and energies. Having these stones near you with the intention, I know I said that a ton in the first episode, but I'm going to say it again in this one. It's all about the intention of the way you're using the stones and the intention behind using them from the beginning. So I keep a small like little satchel bag of little tiny baby stones in my purse at all times with the intention that those are protecting me as an empath they are supporting me and protecting me always from all the input that I'm receiving throughout my day especially as a sensitive person so that's my intention with wearing it as well but I always keep one in my purse because if you walk out of the house without your bracelet without the crystal in your pocket without the necklace that has a crystal in it it really could send somebody into like oh my gosh like a codependency thing and I never want any spiritual tool to be that you don't need any of this stuff, guys. You really don't need any of these extra tools. We don't need sound baths. We don't sound healing tools. We don't need crystal bowls. We don't need crystals. We don't need sage and palisante. These are all spiritual tools and sacred spiritual tools that support us, but they're not needed. You have everything you need inside of you. So that was a little bit of an aside. However, that's why I always keep some of my purse as well because I never want to feel like panicked about this. Like a spiritual practice should not be panicked. It should just be this soothing, calm. I can rely on nature. And that's why I love crystals so much. I think so many of us are drawn to crystals because it's like, wow, I'm really getting back to nature because where do these crystals come from? The earth. I mean, and I don't know about you, but when I was a kid, I would pass the crystal shops and my family used to call them the hippie shops. (laughs) You know, the ones I'm talking about, um, they were often, they might be playing like Rasta music and there was, um, you know, it smelled like incense and there was small, like weird stuff, uh, in there, but you know what? I always felt drawn to those. And so when my parents like call them like the weird shops or the, the hippie shops, or even sometimes like the witch shops, it would deter me because it made it seem bad or evil or like a stigma, right? I don't know if you resonate with that. I think if you're listening to this podcast, you might go, "Ooh, I know exactly what you're talking about, Hannah. Um, and in college, I went to college in Boone, North Carolina. There are a lot of these crystal shops. Um, and there's not like 10 or 20 because it's a small town, but for a small town, there are several of these hippie, quote unquote, hippie shops and crystal shops and witchy shops, whatever you want to call them. And I just remember walking downtown, down King Street one day, maybe my freshman year. and like, oh, I want to go in there. Like something has called me to go in there. But I would just walk around feeling uncomfortable because of that stigma that where did I learn it from? My parents, my religion, um, all of that. So there's a bit of a stigma on this. I just want you to know and remind yourself and come back to the truth of these tools that they are not in place of any religion. They're not in place of any belief system. They're actually enhancers. And where do they come from? The earth. Okay. I'm going to get off that topic, but I think it was important for you to hear and for me to share. So that is amethyst. The other crystal that I love lately, especially is obsidian. And the second, I'm going to talk about them together because they're very similar in my eyes, Black Torlamine. So Black Torlamine and Obsidian are both black in color. And those are like the ultimate grounding and protection protection stones. Um, Especially when I started having nightmares, I would keep an Obsidian um, by my bedside table. It does remove like negativity, um, negative energy, things like that, and removes toxins from the body. So I might use that in a healing, or you might use that in a meditation in that way, the black tourmaline and the um, obsidian. Those are both really special stones for grounding. If you're somebody who has a hard time feeling grounded, and if you don't even know what I'm talking about by get grounded, feel grounded, be grounded, I have a whole episode for you. It's called grounding techniques. And I highly recommend you go take a listen to it after this episode. So these stones help with that. And I know a lot of people that, again, much like I wear amethyst religiously every single day, um... Many people wear obsidian or black tourmaline every single day. I know a lot of people actually use this in their cars as well for protection and for grounding um, their car um, for safety. So I know a lot of people travel with obsidian and black tourmaline. I have been intending on getting some black more black tourmaline and using one in my car and um, beginning to wear it more often as I am um, opening to my gifts, my intuitive gifts more and more um, Throughout my healing process and throughout just my willingness and my openness to stay curious, things are certainly opening up to me um, even on other realms and connecting with angels and guides and spirits and things. And I'll be happy to share more about that as I continue to come more out of the spiritual closet. Yes, your spiritual BFF is even continuing her journey of coming out of the spiritual closet, especially if this is you and you've always been like nervous to talk about these things, these hippie things, these weird things with people. I'm on the exact same track, like even though I might be a few, I don't even like to say a few steps ahead of you that makes me seem superior in some way, just like your BFF, nobody's superior in the relationship. Maybe I just have more experience and more wisdom to share with you about my experience. So anyways, I too am on that path. So my intention is to use black Torlamine a lot more as I dig into and open up more of my gifts, um, my clairvoyant gifts and my psychic gifts and otherwise The next crystal i wanted to chat about two more for you the first is clear quartz clear quartz i consider like the all-purpose stone clear quartz is exactly what it sounds like it's a quartz crystal crystal and it's clear they might have inclusions or something like that but for the most part it's a beautiful clear crystal and a lot of people like just are drawn to it because of the clarity so when you look at it you're like wow so clear you think of that word clarity it can support in creating clarity in your life and just bringing like a clarity to the air. Like if you, I just, I don't know, just something intuitively, like a vision just came through of like, if you could spray like Febreze, but like a non-toxic natural Febreze, (laughs) um, spray it out into the air and just imagine like clear quartz crystal water coming out into the room. And it just like dissolves anything in that room it just allows this crystal clear waters throughout the room creating more space and balance and um had clearness in the space so that's the way I use clear quartz it is multi-purpose um it also helps to clear the inner noise so it's one that you can hold during a meditation um I have one by my bedside and does my husband have one yeah he has one by his bedside too and then I keep them like that's probably the one I have the most around the house because it is so versatile um It is a really cool one to have around and to explore with. And it's interesting with crystals in general, like you have a different experience with a crystal, maybe each time you use it. And like I said, in my part one of crystals for beginners, if you look up their properties online, there's going to be 20, 30, 40 different properties per crystal that you're going to find. And it's true. They hold all these properties because they're freaking magical, but also Whichever one, so say you're looking up clear quartz, okay. okay. I do feel called to that one. Clear quartz it is. So I'm gonna Google it. I'm looking, looking, looking. Oh my gosh, there's 40 things. Scan over it kind of with your eyes and use this as a practice in your intuition. Whatever meaning, property, purpose to use that crystal that jumps out to you on that list or in that article, trust it. Go with that one. That's the one that is calling out to your intuitions, leading you to that one for that specific purpose in this specific moment in time. Excuse me, I need to take a sip of water. Okay, moving on to lapis lazuli this is a beautiful blue crystal. It often has little um, inclusions or veins of kind of a gold or a silver or even sometimes like a brown color. Lapis lazuli is so beautiful for that fifth chakra, which is your throat chakra, connecting with your voice, enhancing communication, using your voice to express, to share your feelings. It's a really... I think of it as a really beautiful crystal to help connect back to your feelings and to yourself. This is like a be yourself crystal if there ever was one. And that's the way I really love to use Lapis Lazuli. And it's a beautiful blue color, which is actually my favorite color now. I have a whole theory about people and their favorite colors. Maybe I'll do another episode on that (laughs) about how your favorite color could be. And I have found very often, especially with children, unconsciously connected to the chakra, the energy of that chakra that you crave and desire more in your life or that you're really connected to in the moment. So stay tuned for that. I think I'll do an episode on that and get everybody's thoughts. Maybe it'll be an unconventional or controversial thing, but I it's been a theory of mine for a while now. Anyways, Lapis Lazuli is a beautiful crystal to use in that way. And it was actually one of my very first crystals and it's a very special crystal to me as well is as, um, I... I always wanted to be a teacher, and since I was, I don't know, born, and <laughs> I decided in third grade that I would never go. I decided which college I would go to, the whole nine yards. I became a teacher, and I worked in the public schools um, in North Carolina for a couple of years, and I worked in private, um, private preschools, public preschools, etc. And recently, during the pandemic, I worked with a pod of students, and. it was just the most incredible experience. I won't get on that because I'll just talk forever about it. Uh, But we found a bunch of crystals one day um, at a student's house when we were playing in their backyard. That They had gotten, I don't know, from the mountains or something. I don't know if they went gem mining or what. but There was these amazing crystals and we were all looking at them and there's so many lapis lazuli in there. I'm like, guys, which ones do you feel called to? And I know some of the names of these. Like, I can tell you the names and they were so interested. It was very cool to explore them with them. But I have a student who, um, was really called to uh, a few of these. And then I was visiting one of their houses once to do a tutoring session. And, um, he is very interested in crystals and rocks. And so I brought a book, like a guide, um, to engage him in some reading and some research and science because he's my little science kid. And, um, he was so called to the lapis lazuli and he brought some of his crystals. He's like, I'll trade you. I just love your lapis, Miss Easter. Um, I'll trade you. And so I was like, okay, show me which ones you're willing to trade. And He was so called to it. And I just... Hold it close to my heart and said goodbye to it, and thanked it for its all it done for me, and just blessed it and gave it to him and His mom often sends me a picture of him with his lapis, lazuli, his lapis, as he calls it um just holding it, you'll just be watching t v you're just hanging out at the house it'll be he'll balance it on his head, he' holding it in his hand, and it's just so fascinating how children are so intuitive and they are drawn to the crystals that are most supportive to them. I don't know. I just felt really called to share that story because every time I see my lapis lazuli or even see the words lapis lazuli, I think of him with his healing crystal and his, um, in a very special, unique and challenging time in that little guy's life right now, sending him so much love. Okay. The last one, this is a bonus one because this is a new crystal to me this is called a dream stone. Now, this is a shamanic dream stone, and I'm so excited about this crystal. In fact, it it was a gift to me from my amazing mother-in-law, and she gifted it to me, and there's like a little slip, just like I mentioned in part one of Crystals for Beginners. If you go into a crystal shop, there's often slips that tell you more about the crystals. I encourage you to read those if it feels good to you. And this one came with a slip, and I mean, when I took it out of its package I was like oh my gosh I just feel chills all over my body this is an amazing crystal it is the color of like a core it it is a clear quartz crystal but it's free form cut so it's and it's polished now it's polished that means it's smooth it's free form meaning it wasn't cut by a machine it was likely it still could have been cut by a machine but it wasn't like um every stone is going to be a different shape is what I'm trying to say and it's got some like divots and stuff still in it so it's not like a a one giant oval and smooth on all sides. Like you'll see some polished stone. So it's a free form cut. So it's got these beautiful just dips and waves and which is just incredible just to look at it. it is so mesmerizing, just to hold it up to the light and see all the inclusions inside of it. So I'm going to read the slip. And if you feel called to it, I recommend you look up one uh, and get yourself one. Shamanic dream stones are dynamic, potent and effective allies for gazing, meditation and the journey inward they are a portal. Isn't that so powerful? They are a portal. They support and enhance connecting to the luminous world. Hold the stone in your hands or place it in an altar on a table in front of you. Gaze into the dream stone using soft eyes. Follow the contours of the world within the stone. Slowly close your eyes and allow the stone to guide you during your journey or meditation isn't that so special there's actually a image carved on one side of the stone hand carved and it's funny um i can't quite make it out which is actually so mesmerizing i know they use that word several times in this description on the slip of paper but they they're this is a shamanic dream, um, dream stone so um shamanic journeys are really sacred divine um kind of guided meditations um if you've ever done one, so powerful. And there's normally drumming involved, so you can um, look into that, of course. But I've done them before, and I would just like, oh my gosh, being able to like gaze at the image carved on this and just the inclusions in it naturally, but also like the carving that's been carved into it, it would just be really powerful to do right before meditation and allow it to really take me there and go deeper. So I just wanted to share that with you. It was such a special gift to me, and I have it by my bedside table right now. I haven't had a chance to meditate with it, but I will soon. <sighs> that was a lot of information. If you still have questions for me, please don't hesitate to reach out, just like you would with your best friend. I am your spiritual BFF, and I am available at all times for you to reach out with your woo-woo, strange, weird... Hippie questions. No judgment here. You can find me on Instagram at Hannah Johnson Coaching. Shoot me an email if you'd rather do that at hello at Hannah I so look forward to connecting with you again. I'm so grateful for you listening to this podcast. If it resonated with you, please screenshot and share with a friend, share on Instagram, tag me at Hannah Johnson Coaching. I'd love to see you listening and your takeaways from the podcast. And especially if you get any of these crystals that I have um, recommended and, and kind of guided and taught you about the way I use them, I'd love to see how you're using yours. So tag me in all your crystal photos on the social medias and I will see you next time. Thank you so much. Bye.